0: You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fair Game podcast. I'm your host, Robert Smith. This is Fair Game number 298. Today's guest joins us from Jerome, Idaho, where she's the new fair manager for the Jerome County Fair. This is Andrea Wiesenmeyer. Andrea, great to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I uh, I don't know how I got grouped into this with all the important people you have, but here I am. <laughs>
0: uh, have you seen, really, have you looked at the list of people we've got? I mean, it's it's a ragtag bunch of people, for, and, and I love every one of them. Um, you, you know, it's it's been interesting. You would think that some of the best stories are going to come from, you know, Michelle Richard or Kathleen O'Leary, the people that run the big state fairs. And honestly, some of the the best stories are coming from folks at small county fairs, because I I think one of the issues there is that a lot of those small county fairs, it's just maybe that one fair manager and a volunteer board. And so there's a lot more opportunity for just wild things to happen. Um, And and we love telling all the stories. You're up there now in Jerome, Idaho. What's good uh, up in Jerome?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been here a just short of 12 weeks. Uh, so I'm still learning uh, the ins and outs and some of those sorts of things, obviously. Um, we, however, did have a fair and rodeo in 2020 here. Uh, I'm, I'm very jealous of them because they did get to, <laughs> right. now I'm still going through withdrawals, but they did get to have their events uh, and they were actually nominated for PRCA top five small rodeo of the year last year. So oh, cool. really cool, exciting stuff happening here.
0: So where, where is Jerome Idaho?
1: Uh, so we are South central um, right off of interstate 84, about uh, maybe 50 miles from the Utah, Nevada, uh, Southern borders.
0: Got it. Got it. So you're, you're not, you're not way up North. You're down in the, uh, you're down at the bottom of the state. We, how, we are. How, how are things up and uh, going on up in Idaho with the COVID restrictions right now? Are you guys under a mask mandate? Are kids in school? Tell us kind of what's going on there.
1: Yeah, kids are in school. Uh, matter of fact, we're hosting prom this weekend here uh, on on our grounds. So things are happening. Events are happening. Yeah. Um, A lot of it is just kind of making sure that right now we have enough social distancing space to give people and enough space for people to spread out. Uh, We are not under any mask mandates right now. So I don't wanna say it's business as usual, uh, but but it definitely, we're moving a little bit more towards where I feel like we're gonna be able to have normal events here someday.
0: That's cool. So tell us about the Jerome County Fair. When does it run? What's the attendance look like? That kind of
1: thing. Yeah, so we um, we run in early August, so August 9 through 14 this year. Okay. And uh, attendance, we're, we're a free fair. Uh, so we estimate our attendance based kind of on grandstand events and looks to be about 40,000 people. Wow. So yeah, not, not a bad um, not a bad size, especially if you're jumping in as a first-time manager. Uh, I feel like it's a manageable group. And um, the beautiful thing about Jerome, the city and the county, is the growth and expansion that's happening now uh, is is really just exploding here. And so that is only transferring into things happening here on the fairgrounds.
0: Got it. Yeah, that's um, you would think with a, a smaller town, but it might not be that big, but with, uh, 40,000 people. So your, your, your area is obviously growing. You pull from outside of Jerome County for your, for the fair.
1: I wish I could answer that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the, but the 12 weeks of experience have not gotten you to that point, uh, yet, huh?
1: They have not, um, you know, just based on the numbers that we're seeing, I would say that, yes, we're, we're definitely pulling from outside of uh, especially with our rodeo. And um, last year we had Ned Ledoux in concert. So we know that he had a, a great pull from outside of the area.
0: Got it. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, you, like you said, you've been there 12 weeks. Let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, when I reached out to you and said, Hey, let's, um, let's see if we can get you on the show. You replied with um, I'll do my best, but I've only been here for 11 weeks. And I thought that's fabulous. Cause what a great time to tell that story of, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so eleven weeks in, you're trying to get your uh, your feet on the ground and understand the operations going on up there. What's it been like?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's been very interesting. Um, you know, so I not only am I transitioning in in uh, position during a pandemic, but I also am transitioning halfway across the country. Uh, So the the moving process and getting everything set, uh, finding housing in an economy that is an area that is just absolutely booming, um, all sorts of interesting things. So I will say that um, my board and and the city and the county here have been amazing and and helpful and accepting um, and creating ways for us to get my feet under me and, and move forward. Um, I started in February and we hadn't had a manager from September to February. So literally no fair planning had been going on. Um, So we're kind of fair planning in hyper mode right now. Uh, And and I have a huge support group that is helping make that happen so that we can put on the best event here in August.
0: That's really cool. Now you said you moved from across the country. Where'd you come in from?
1: I did. So I came from uh, Spencer, Iowa, the Clay County Fair in Iowa, not Florida or South Dakota or Minnesota.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I was so, just at the
0: Clay County Fair down in Florida. It was fantastic. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tasha does an amazing job and does the most fun stuff. Um, I am every time I see a post come across, I am emailing her and messaging her. OK, send me your signage. Send me your because right. I, I love what they do. Um, you know, and, and the same thing with the Clay County Fair at Iowa, obviously with Jeremy Parsons, I spent five years under the best of the best. Um, yep. he, he has taught me all sorts of things. And then when I have questions now, he picks up his phone at weird times of the day for me and answers questions. Um, I think that's probably one of the best things about the fair industry in general sure. is, you know, if I have questions there's so many people I can reach out to and so many people that are amazing in this industry.
0: Absolutely. Now, what did you do with the, uh, with Clay County over in Spencer?
1: Yeah. So I was their marketing and sponsorship director over there. Um, so all of their marketing, social media website, uh, and then did all of their sponsorship.
0: So I'm curious as the pandemic hit and now we're working our way through that. Um, How has the pandemic impacted that side of things with sponsorships? Because, you know, obviously I think, um, you know, the large, you know, local Ford dealerships probably going to be doing okay, but the local mom and pop shops that maybe gave you 500 or a thousand dollars might not even be in business anymore. What, what is the sponsorship side of this equation look like in the middle of a pandemic?
1: Yeah. You know, that's a very interesting process. Um, and and obviously, kind of two different processes from where I was in in Spencer to where I am now. Uh, you know, in in Spencer, uh, because of the size of their fair and, and event, they had a number of of larger sponsors that were willing to roll over or um, just continue forward. And and here, obviously, uh, there is a number because we're a smaller fair and small town. Um, there's a number of businesses that yeah, it's been a tough year for them. And and we need to figure out how to work through that and keep them on uh, because we want to keep them. They're important and they've been around for years and years. Uh, Whether That be, you know, taking a look at the valuation for the year so that they can do whatever it is they can. uh, And then hopefully moving back towards a more normal year next year.
0: So it's got to be a challenge, you know, coming into a new position, moving across the country, and doing it all in the middle of a pandemic.
1: It it had it has been a bit interesting. Uh, you know, when I I first applied for this job uh, way back in October of last year, um, I I love what I I love what I do. I loved working for Jeremy, um, but one of as I got involved in the industry, one of my goals was, hey, I you know, I kind of want to lead a fair, I want to help grow a fair, um, be able to do cool things. Uh, I had no idea I would do it in the middle of a time when all of our meetings would be over Zoom. I mean, from sponsorship to marketing to, um, yeah, you, know, you don't sit across the desk from somebody and shake hands right now and and have a conversation. So it's it's been a very unique blending into a community when when you don't have some of those opportunities to meet people in a normal way. Um, zoom is Zoom is what it is, uh, but there's just something about being able to sit face to face in front of somebody when you're creating a relationship uh, that I feel like I haven't been able to be hundred percent successful at all the time yet.
0: Oh, I, I totally feel you. And was it wasn't it weird for a little while in there when all of a sudden it was like, you know, don't shake hands like you said don't don't fist bump people would come up to me and do the elbow thing here elbow and i'm like what are you doing
1: but you cough into your elbow (laughs) i'm like
0: you you like what are shake my hand or fist bump and then like wash your hand like we wash our hands this is not rocket science it was very uncomfortable for me he's a very social person i gotta tell you andrew there was a little while in there where frankly part of the reason the podcast started was because I was starting to feel really isolated, uh, being a very much of an extrovert. I have brand new respect for people that are introverted when they get forced into social situations, because being on the opposite side, being the extrovert and then being told you have to stay in your house, don't go outside, no events, don't shake hands, don't talk to people. And our governor's on TV, literally wagging her finger, saying the virus is out there and it will get you that was messing with me. I need social, I need to hug people and high five people and be close to people.
1: Right. I very much the same way. I am, I am a social person. I am an interactive person. So yes, this, this kind of, I have a bubble, but I also want to invite people into my bubble so that I get to know them and you know, this create a bubble and don't let anybody in it's yeah it's not me for sure.
0: definitely not. Do you remember what you were doing, uh, last March? Were you with Clay County at that point when the pandemic was declared and then all hell broke loose and global events canceled?
1: I, I was, um, and I can remember and looking back at, at my memories from a year ago, as they come through now in the last couple of months, um, of, you know, the day when we shut down the office to the public and locked all our doors and, you know, the days when we started to watch other events cancel, you know, um, as we talk about Clay County in Florida, they were one of the first events that canceled ahead of time in the fair world. And um, Tasha's memory came up just before the fair, obviously this year. Uh, and we're kind of like sister fairs. So I think that was as hard on us as it was on them to an extent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking back at the quietness that happened last year Uh, and then also figuring out how to get people involved you know we did some really really cool things at clay county we did um some scavenger hunts on grounds and some drive-through events and and some different things to help bolster that community spirit at that time when you could drive down the street and and see no cars um so it's it's been an interesting now to see those memories come back around. As oh, this was the last big. Uh, we did a parade just before St. Patrick's Day, and it was kind of the last big thing I did at Clay County for quite a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the memories coming up. as Facebook's great about throwing those things back at us, and I had several memories pop up that were uh, literally like photos of the luggage that we'd bought because our conjure fortune machine attraction was supposed to be at the Sydney Royal Easter Show in Australia. And the, you know, the, the photos that we'd post the marketing that had, you know, Conjure's logo over the Australian flag, things like that it was like, we're going to go to Australia. This is going to be amazing. And then COVID was like, nah, bro.
1: Yeah. You're not you, doing You're anything. not coming. No. And I will say that when things started, uh, you know, there was a long time as an organization uh, at Clay County and obviously here too in Jerome, just because uh, they were able to have their events, um, but there was a long time in Clay County where we really felt that come September things were going to be at a point where where we would be able to do this, you know. Sure. And, and Rome kind of felt the same way. They were like, you know, this is August; it's outside. We're going to be able to do this. Um, luckily, here uh, where the restrictions were at at that time, they were able to to pull off an event and um, do it and do it incredibly well. So, uh, you know, there there are pockets where events happened, um, and I know that here as an organization and a board, they they really understand and treasure the fact that they were able to do something when a lot of us weren't.
0: Yeah, it was, it, it can continues to be, you know, a real challenge. You know, Ohio State Fair just just canceled again, and I I don't know at what point this thing really gets behind us and we are all open again. I hate to say it, but I think it could be 23 or 24 when it really starts going again. Um, and and everything across the board, all the pieces are back in play. Because it's not just about do all the fairs open. It's do you have the sponsors to open? Are the acts available? Or, you know, what's the livestock situation? Level? All those things. All those yeah. things got to come back. I think by the time we see 2019 levels again, it could be 23 or 24. I hate to say it, but.
1: I don't disagree. Um, I mean, I think you're, again, you're gonna see pockets in in regions and areas where, you know, like Clay County in Florida had record numbers. Um, yes. and, and I think you're gonna see pockets of that. But in turn, just as we talk about the Ohio State Fair, the Sisters Rodeo um, canceled this week over in Bend, Oregon. So we're seeing kind of the same thing out here where you see pockets that that are working and, and pockets where there's still not gonna be anything. You know, yeah, we saw that a number of large events: Houston, San Antonio, um, either very modified or or not at all.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it to be behind me. It's um it's been just utter chaos, and I think nobody nobody in their right mind would have looked at this, you know, 15 months ago, as this was starting to get going, and thought, man, this is going to cause massive chaotic worldwide disruption. I think. Everyone I've spoken to has figured, oh, March, things started to come apart. And in June, July, we'll be back at it. And here we are 13 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. And we've still got cancellations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, those cancellations on all levels are, are heartbreaking. You know, when the Ohio State Fair canceled, it feels a little bit like deja vu um, that we're kind of starting to see that all over again.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it was interesting to me that they chose to cancel when they did but I also know they're a big fair and they're, they're not a fair that can get put together in 30 days. They really need probably a 90 to 100 day window and they're right on top of that at yep. this point. So it, it is what it is and and we wish them the best and and really hope that they'll be able to make a comeback. If not for the fair um, this year, at least for you know, non-fair rentals at some point to be able to do, like you said, do proms and all those types of things and RV and boat shows because those make up for a lot of fairs an enormous chunk of their annual budget i was going to ask you um on your grounds there in jerome do you you said you had a prom coming up but do you primarily handle the fair or do you are you a year-round v- event facility
1: yeah so we do year-round events we have a number of things um that we do for indoor rentals and also outdoor rentals we rent out our arena for a number of events, of events throughout the summer. Uh, we still here are doing horse racing. So we have a couple weekends of sanctioned horse racing that we do in the summer, um, and, and just then a ton of indoor events in, in our indoor rental buildings.
0: Got it. Now, as we move into 2021, how do you plan for a fair when you're still stuck in a pandemic? <laughs> um, the $20 so, million dollar question right there. Right,
1: right? Um, you know, and I listened to Joe Reynolds' podcast the other day uh, when you had her on and she was talking about the different events that weren't happening or that we're looking at really modified. And then she said, you know, right now we're planning full steam ahead. Uh, we're planning full steam ahead right now with with the hope and thoughts that by August, and and again, this sounds a little bit like deja vu, uh, by August, hopefully things will be at a at a point where we are open enough that we can have a full fair. Uh, we're inviting all of our vendors, uh, both indoor and outdoor. We're looking at a full lineup of of rodeo, two nights of concerts. We're looking at having a uh, motorsports event. So we really are are planning full speed ahead with the thought that, you know, we did this last year um, in in a time where it was more unknowns than knowns. So we're hoping we can do it this year uh, a little more full-fledged.
0: Now, I was looking at the uh, Jerome County Fair Facebook page and it looks like you do got some improvement projects going on around the fairgrounds. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're, so I've been here 12 weeks um, <laughs> and we <laughs> that's jumped an improvement. In. We
0: got a fair manager now. That's a, that's a big improvement.
1: Um, but, but you know, to an extent, I jumped in feet first. There was a couple of opportunities that came up um, indoors. We are doing a renovation to our, our main two rental spaces, uh, just paint and and some basic construction. We built some new storage rooms, um, just kind of giving it a, a fresh face. Uh, and then outside to one of our main entrance gates, we also got a grant from Southern Idaho Economic Development to um, freshen that up and and give that a new, uh, facelift. Um, and then we're actually working on a grant for, for some security and that kind of stuff as we move forward as well. Um, just really taking a look at trying to, in 2021, uh, with hoping that we are going to have a full event, putting our best foot forward and, and really making things shine.
0: That sounds terrific. You've definitely got your hands full over there um have your has your facility been able to support the community during the pandemic like have you been a testing site? are you doing vaccine distribution anything like that
1: yeah because they didn't have a manager it really was pretty quiet here um and so they they really haven't done a ton of that kind of stuff here just because there wasn't any leadership to be able to do it
0: It's clear just talking to you here for a half hour that you really have got a lot of passion for the industry. What is it that drives your passion for the fairs?
1: People, I think Um, that's, that's a tough question, but, but people, Um, you know, I, I grew up for lack of better terms, a little bit of a fair brat. Um, My dad sold farm machinery and back then the Iowa state fair and the Minnesota state fair and every county fair still had huge um, farm machinery displays. And so a ton of our weekends were spent at county or state fairs. Um, and so I loved the fair from the beginning because that was kind of what I knew in the summers. Right. Uh, and Then when I had the opportunity five years ago to become the marketing and sponsorship director in Clay County and learn about the industry and and how as an industry whole, we affect people and lives and create traditions and memories, uh, I knew I wasn't ever going anywhere but the fair industry.
0: Yeah. That's what that's what I really feel like when, even though I do corporate events also on on oh, for on my business side, fairs are where it's at for me. I love the people. I love seeing the Ferris wheel lit up at night. There's just a, uh, you know, some of these fairs just have such an electric energy about them. Clay County, you know, last week down in Florida was definitely one of them, and I think a lot of that was from COVID fatigue. People were ready to get back out and be feel that normal sense of normalcy again. Um, I really feel like as our industry comes out of this and we clear this pandemic, we're going to see a new era of success for our fairs. And I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, there's just something about the connection of, of people and, and fairs and from the carnival lights to the barns um, and the ag side of things. There's, there's a connection that people feel no matter what their involvement is in any of
0: those. Yep, absolutely. Listen, it's been fantastic having you on the show today. We're just about out of time, but before we go, everyone who comes on my show goes through a little series of speed round questions. She looks nervous. I prepare
1: myself for these.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you've listened to other episodes, you know you're gonna get six quick questions. You give me your best response for each. Are you ready?
1: I am ready as I'm gonna be
0: what is your favorite fair food?
1: Cheese curds.
0: Best concert you've ever attended?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I've seen so many good ones. Um, got to be Garth Brooks in 91 92 at the Clay County Fair.
0: Oh, wow. There you go. Now, 9192. He would have Was he Garth Brooks then like had he made it was that <laughs>
1: He literally had, off we go on a tangent. <laughs> he yep, sorry. I totally I broke know. up
0: the six questions, but I'm curious because that would have been about the time he was starting to get going.
1: Yeah, so I was like 13 years old and he literally had kind of in the middle of that just hit it big. Um, it. And so just very, very cool. Very awesome to Excellent. have that caliber um, and still have him come because I'm sure he wouldn't have had to.
0: Absolutely. Where is your favorite vacation spot?
1: Um, So we lived in Hawaii for a little while. So anytime I can get back there, Hawaii is definitely the answer.
0: A movie is made about your life. Which actress would play you?
1: Melissa Gilbert.
0: Interesting. Name an item you can't live without.
1: Is my phone a bad answer?
0: (laughs) Your phone works. I think that's the truth for all of us. (laughs) And last question, you can go back in time and give 18 year old Andrea advice. What do you tell her? (laughs)
1: Learn patience.
0: (laughs) That's actually solid because if I had to go back, I, the advice I would give myself, I would, I would tell 18 year old Robert, everything good in life is going to take way longer than you think.
1: Yes. Yes. There's so much truth to that.
0: Awesome. Andrew, where can folks learn more about the Jerome County fair?
1: Yeah, so jeromecountyfair.com is going to be our website. And obviously then we have Facebook and Instagram as well if you want to check out what's going on.
0: Andrew Wiesenmeyer, fair manager, brand new fair manager for the Jerome County Fair in Jerome, Idaho. Want to wish you all the best in this new adventure you're on. Good luck with all those uh, uh, construction projects you've got going on at the fairgrounds right now. Thanks so much for being on the show today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the fair game podcast Fair game is a production of Robert Smith presents for more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.